All right. Oh, my goodness. That was an unexpected blessing this morning for me personally. So good to see everybody here. Oh, my goodness. We can't believe it's the last time that we're meeting until September. But do there hap- does there happen to be any first-time visitors here? <laughs> if you have not been with us before. Oh, back there. Well, welcome. Sorry that we're not going to see you next week, but (laughs) we're glad you're here. And we have so much to look forward to in the fall, especially. So um, let's go ahead and and, uh, I just want to say, I don't have any exciting message for you for offering (laughs) today, but I just want to say thank you. Thank you for being supportive in that way um, all year long. Thank you for enabling us to bring in um, speakers such as Dan Seaborn and Alanka Deaton and some of our favorites that we've had all year long. And I just thank you. Thank you for being supportive of this ministry. Um, God always provides, but he also uses us, doesn't he? And um, we just really appreciate that you have shared what God has given you and planted it as a seed in this ministry. And I pray that as you're planting that seed into the ministry, that the seed that God has already planted in your heart takes root and bears beautiful fruit. So let's just pray over your offering as you give again today. God, I know that little becomes much in your hands. And so we give out of a joyful heart. We give as a seed that will bear abundant fruit. First the blade, then the corn, and then the full ear in the corn. But Father, I pray back blessings, blessings, blessings into every household here in many different ways that those blessings will be manifest. And we give you the glory and the thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Let's let's give a big whoop for offering time as we give... give uh, joyfully from a joyful heart. All right, couple quick announcements and then I wanna make sure that we pray. We need, we need prayer support today for a very special person. But let's just talk about what's coming up here. Um, we're going to go ahead and show a video. You remember Alanka Deaton from last week? I may remember we had Alanki here. Um, That was just so much fun to have her. She's been such a wonderful friend of our ministry. But she has a special message for you. So go ahead and watch this. Ladies, 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 Ilonka Deaton here. I'm here to personally invite you to the priceless Resurrection Life Church Women's Conference that is taking place on May 19th and 20th. This is a conference that you do not want to miss. Sheila Welsh is going to be one of your speakers. I have personally met her. I've heard her speak. She's incredible. She's going to make you laugh. She is going to impart a piece of God's word in your heart and you will be so blessed. So please come out and join us. I hope that you do and know that you will be blessed during this conference. Yes, Priceless Conference coming up May 1920. We actually have registration available at the welcome table. If you really have been thinking about it, hey, could you sign up today? We really want to make sure that we're ready for you and we've been praying for you and just know this is gonna be an amazing experience. 
uh, Sheila Walsh, if you watch um, TBN, has been a longtime host on the 700 Club and now also hosts uh, James Robeson's program at times. But she's been on the circuit speaking uh, with women of faith for years and years and years. So she's an amazing woman of God. We are so blessed to have her. So I just want to make sure that you don't miss out on an amazing opportunity that we're providing right here at our own church. So there's signups available before you leave today. All right, um, we do still have room on the bus for the shopping trip. You can sign up in the bookstore and that is on May 26th. It's just a day trip, so it's, it's just a fun time to get a few people together and spend the day shopping. I always say I run out of money before I run out of shopping time, but it still is a whole lot of fun. All right, um, one other thing coming up that we haven't talked a whole lot about is August 7th. Um, I know it's like, going way ahead here, but I'm sorry, it's August 14th. We always end the summer with a get together to kind of springboard into the fall. You'll get a little bit more information about what is coming up in Impact and Monday Night Bible Studies, and we get a chance to get together. And what we've done the last couple years is have a special event called Laugh Impact. And it's really, really fun because we invite the uh, River City Improv team to come, and they're just a blast because it's all audience participation. Anybody ever been part of something like that? They're a blast. You never know what's going to happen, but you can know it's going to be good, clean fun and, um, and very interesting. Active and, and, and we have giveaways and uh, refreshments, and it's just a great night. It, there is a $5 ticket for that, and you'll start seeing announcements made, uh, but you can purchase those in the bookstore. So that'll be coming up uh, available in June if you're planning on attending that. All right, actually, I can tell you that we will be back here on September 7th. All right, and uh, September 11th will be the Monday Night Impact, which is going to be um, the video Bible study series. So um, just, just make a little mental note of those things coming up. All right, as I said, just really on my heart um, to ask you women of faith um, to pray and to agree with me for a friend, uh, one of our sisters in the Lord, who's walking through a trial right now. And uh, many of you may know uh, about Carrie Decline. And Carrie actually, not that long ago, was just standing up there singing. Um, she's been on the worship team. Uh, she had been part of choir a little while ago. And so she's a wonderful, lovely lady, five children, um, you know, happily married. And um, she uh, underwent surgery to remove a brain tumor and uh, the diagnosis was that it was cancer and it was not a good diagnosis but I actually spent some time with Carrie on Friday and I am amazed at the peace of God that she is living in right now and she's not without hope she's been given no hope by the doctors, except for the fact that she seems to be able to qualify for a trial study uh, that's going to be available to her right in Ann Arbor. And that's not a complete thing yet, as far as I know, unless somebody else can give me a better update than that. Did she qualify for it? Thumbs up. As of Friday, they did not know. Uh, yes. And it's amazing because these trial studies, you have to qualify under a very stringent, you know, uh, list of, of things to qualify for it. And it, they're very hopeful that they've had good results. Chemotherapy, not so much. 
this study, they've had much, much better results. And we know when we ask God and invite the supernatural into the natural, many things happen above and beyond the doctor's expectations. I don't care what's happened in the past. God can make it happen for her. And they are standing in faith. But can we stand with them? I don't mean stand up. But let's agree and and join our faith with theirs because it's amazing that they're going through a trial. And we're talking about life and death here. And they are keeping their eyes on the answer. They are keeping their hearts in the right place. So Father God, we cover Carrie right now. And just as a centurion came to Jesus and said, if you'll only speak a word, my servant will be healed. He said, you don't even need to come, Jesus. You don't even need to lay your hands on on my servant. I know that you are a man of authority. And if you speak the word, he will be healed. And Jesus marveled at the centurion's faith. Father, we send the same word of healing to carry right now. And we speak to that tumor that is still there, that you shrivel up and die from the roots, and that you, we call you dead in Jesus' name. Every cancer cell, you must die. And I thank you, Jesus, that you took brain tumors in your own body on the cross, and you paid the price. You shed your blood. You took stripes on your back. And one of those had Carrie's name on it. And with confidence, Father, we just, we take advantage. We receive and stand in the gap with them for this complete, total healing. We speak life and we bind death. We speak healing and we bind sickness. Father, keep them encouraged. Keep their eyes in the right place. Thank you, Lord, that they believe the report that you give them over any report that the doctors may say because you are supernatural and what you do totally transcends anything in the natural. And we thank you, God, for a true miracle in Carrie's body today. And if you can agree with that, let's say in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise God. All right. I am so excited to hear from you today. We talked at length about having some testimony time today. So uh, two people have approached me, so we want to start there. And then I have a word um, before we dismiss today. But can I just say, my heart is just so full today, ladies. As much as I feel that you've been ministered to, I feel like I've been ministered to you much more by you. And I just want to say thank you for taking this journey together. And I'm just so blessed by it. (laughs) And so I just want to express to you my thanks, my love for you. Um, Man, you're just in my heart. I'm going to miss (laughs) y'all. Make sure you say hi in church because it's going to feel like a long time before we're back together again. But I'd like to call up at this time um, Sandy Brunsink. And um, she sent me a beautiful email, and I asked if she would be brave enough to share this morning, and she said she did. But we're asking for um, just celebrations about what God has done, um, especially in and through Impact. Um, you know, it's been a journey this year, so this is a fun time to talk about what that journey looks like. So, Cheryl, did I say Sandy? Okay. I'm so sorry. This sorry. is Cheryl. I wrote it down wrong, see? <laughs> All right, so she's going to share something just beautiful with you. Just a 
brief little bit about me. Um, been married happily for 30 years. Four children. We got through all the homeschooling years on the other end. They're all grown and two um, grandbabies and an in-law. And just life is really sweet right now the longer I walk with the Lord. Um, got saved at 17. Rebellious teenager. Um, anyway, I want to take you through the last two months um, here. So a very personal story, and I just need to share what the Lord has done. Um, woke up one um, morning in March and took a shower and found a very large lump on my breast. Um, it's just very shocking that I wouldn't have found it before. It was um, roughly like picturing hard-boiled egg cut in half. So we're talking pretty big. I'm background in the medical field, and I know even a little pea-sized one can be very bad. So um, just started praying and um, believing God that he would heal me of this. Um, tried not to panic and start planning my funeral or anything like that. Um, went to my holistic doctor, the one I trust the most, and he was very um, encouraging and said, this happens a lot of times around menopause. It can be estrogen-related. Um, I'd like you to go on this supplement and um, try to, a lot of times he sees it go away in 14 to 30 days. So I'm, wow, okay. I didn't run and get a biopsy or any kind of testing. We just, I'm going to do this. And we felt peace, even though people thought we were crazy. Um, it's okay. I knew in my heart that um, this is what we were supposed to do. Um, and during this time, beautifully enough, we were um, studying Psalm 91. So we're a couple weeks or so into that, and I just, all oh, those verses of just being under his wings and being safe in his shelter and uh, just finding my secret place with him and being in the word more, and it was just absolutely beautiful timing for me to be going through that. Um, and then we had the final one where we had the wings up here, and we were asked, similar to what we did this morning, to if there's something to surrender. And... I came up here and surrendered and laid that lump right down there and just um, knew I needed to um, just completely get rid of the fear of what this could mean for my family. Um, just I just needed to give it up to the Lord and trust him that he was going to take care of me no matter what the circumstance was. So I laid it down right there, a little puddle. I was bawling. I had a scarf. You might have seen me. <laughs> Kleenex wouldn't have done any good that day. I just bawled. But they were happy tears. It was. Um, I walked back to my seat different and free, and um, it was just a beautiful, beautiful, powerful time. Um, and joy came back, and it was just so thank you for doing that. It was an awesome, powerful thing, and again this morning. Um, and then I just need to share... A year ago, my husband was healed from melanoma stage three. Okay, so we have been through this um, kind of thing before, kind of. Um, and we did post-it notes all over the house of healing scriptures. Thanks to Trisha last year, that same week, she suggested we do that. So we again had healing scriptures all over, and I just trusted and believed that um, God was going to heal me. And um, one of our favorite verses is, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. And I, we just claimed that verse and believed that um, God was going to heal me. And so I got prayed over several times at church when, whenever possible. We did not share this with very many people, just our small group and very close people. Um, but when there was a chance to be prayed over, I was all for that. And the lump started going down. <laughs> um, it wasn't at the 14-day mark. I had to wait a little longer, but it did start going, shrinking a little bit. Um, and I was reading Joseph Prince's books at that time, thanks to Karen's recommendation. And uh, something just struck out um, 
to me there. He said, if you have 30% healing, praise God for the 30% and just keep on going. And I just, I knew he could heal me instantly. And I, of course, wanted that. <laughs> but it didn't quite work like that. <clears throat> okay, so then we had a little bump in the road. I had a dental procedure done one day and that night it went up again. So now we are larger. We are talking like jumbo egg, <laughs> bigger than it was before. Um, very discouraging. It's trying to figure out the devil trying to trick me. Is this my immune system? Whatever. I don't know. But anyway, I gave it to the Lord in the car the next morning. I, my prayer time now that I don't have kids to run around is um, I'm talking to the Lord in the car. And on my way to work, um, I was just pleading with him to please take this away. I know you can heal me. I, I don't understand. I don't like surprises. I just want to know, are you going to heal me? And I just felt the Lord say to me, now is not the time. Yes, I'm going to heal you, but now is not the time. There are going to be more people involved in this to see my power. And it was really um, quite um, morning. And um, immediately that story, and I had to look it up, John 9, I didn't remember where it was, but the blind man with his um, parents where they said who sinned, you know, and they nobody sinned it so the glory of the Lord could be made manifest, so the power of the Lord could be seen. And uh, <laughs> so I... Um, had peace because I trusted that was going to happen, just not knowing if it was two days, two weeks, two years from now. Um, anyway, so after that, met with our spa group, and that's where my husband was healed. So I, okay, maybe this is the night, and my, you know, had laid, they laid hands on me, prayed, and the next morning it was down again, um, and several different times, and then now we're we're into close to six weeks now, and I'm, you know, getting anxious for this to just completely be healed and go away. Um, and then I went to a women's conference, yay for women's conferences. Um, this is original conference in near Chicago, Illinois. My daughter is a pastor's wife, and I went with her with 17 other women to this conference and had a chance, um, anybody who needed healing to stand, and everyone laid hands on just hundreds and hundreds of women throughout the auditorium. It was absolutely beautiful. And again, the lump went down. So I was just praising the Lord uh, for that. Stayed an extra night to take care of our grandbabies in Chicago. Went to church with them in the morning. And then I have a new friend through the conference at church. And I just happened to share with her. I just felt compelled to share with her about this lump, um, which is cool, but kind of strange because I was not sharing that with very many people. But I felt I needed to do that. And she said, can I pray with you? I said, yes, of course. And we got interrupted. And so after the service, she waited for me and prayed with me, just really powerful prayer that this lump would just completely go away and just that I would be completely healed. Had dinner, went back to my daughter and son-in-law's house. We took a nap. It's easier for the grandbabies to sleep if Gramps and Grammy also take a nap. So we um, all laid down, just crashed, just had a really... And then I felt immediately when I woke up from the nap, I need to check this, which we had not been doing. We had just committed morning and night, and I'm not going to obsess about this all day. So, but when I woke up from this nap in the afternoon, it was gone. <laughs> it was completely gone. So, hallelujah. I am just um, thrilled and thanking the Lord and praising the Lord. And um, it's cool now looking back that he said other people would be involved because this Leanne, I found out later, is a very young Christian, and she had never prayed over one who got healed uh, immediately like that. And she's a teacher in the Chicago area, and she's sharing this with um, high school students. And my daughter and son-in-law were there, and, you know, just a lot bigger um, amount of 
people were involved in this and could see his power. And I am just praising the Lord, my Jehovah Rapha. Amen. Amen. Thank you for sharing. Good. Oftentimes, healing's a process. Um, miracles happen when you have miracle faith. But it's okay, because I love the 30% thing. We, we just continue to, to receive when we pray and know that it's a finished work. So you're really healed uh, 2,000 years ago, but your body just has to catch up, and the manifestation may not come right away. But just the same way as a branch is cut off from a tree, and if it falls down to the ground, it doesn't immediately shrivel up, does it? But after a time, the life source has been cut off, and um, begin to see changes in your body. Sometimes you go back and forth a little bit, but what I appreciated about um, Cheryl's testimony is that they just kept standing in Jesus' name, so that was awesome. I'm gonna ask Carrie Crawford to come forward. She said she'd like to share a word with you as well. Good morning, ladies. Um, I'll try to not cry because it's just so awesome what God's doing. Don't you just love Thursday mornings? I am amazed of what God does on these mornings from the workers in the nursery to our greeters. And I am just so loving to be part on, of the Karen's leadership team. And um, one of my favorite parts of Thursday mornings is the worship. Y'all love the worship. I have had the privilege of setting up the tables for you this late as they rehearse. And many times the anointing's already flowing. I get to pray over your tables and pray for what God's doing. And it's awesome. Um, many of you know our story and our family. Four months ago, um, my daughter in love, who was married to son number three, we have four sons who are adults. We homeschooled two for 18 years. Um, she was killed tragically by a snowplow driver. And um, it kind of rocked our world. And it was not fun. Um, so we, we walked that out. And during that process, as we watched that happen, my heart got damaged. And during the, the worship time that she mentioned to, I just started weeping and people started praying over me and God healed my heart during worship. So when I think about that tragedy, it doesn't hurt as much. It's still there, but God there's a, what's that one David Crowder song, Earth Has No Sorrow That Heaven Can't Heal? That is so true. And even this morning, just laying it down, it's a continual process. As we're still walking it out, we're still walking out the healing of that, that death. And I'm praying for our sons. And so I just wanted to give praise to God for his worship during Thursday morning. So Praise God. And you know, God's going to continue that process for you, Carrie. Your family will continue to walk. It's still fresh. But uh, we don't grieve as those who are without hope. And we know that God is near to the brokenhearted. And there's a psalm that says, though the morning, the M-O-U-R-N, lasts for the night, there will be joy in a new morning, M-O-R-N-I-N-G. So you'll walk that out, and God, God will make sure you don't walk it out alone. So, ladies, I just want to share a few closing thoughts with you. It reminded me of when 
my husband, who was then my boyfriend, um, he had uh, joined the Air Force, gone through boot camp, was literally trying to plan uh, for us to get married, but he wanted a career first. They wanted to be trained, and he was um, accepted into the fire department, uh, fire training, um, which was kind of a specialty, so he was excited about it. But he got his first assignment, and his orders were to Alaska. Okay, we were not yet married. So Michigan, Alaska, there was a big, big gap. And um, so he had come home, and there were two weeks in between before he was going to have to ship out. And he decided he was going to buy a Jeep and drive to Alaska for a great adventure on the Alaskan Highway. And then he talked my older brother into going with him. So I was not only saying goodbye to my boyfriend, but also to my, my um, brother. And the funny thing is, is that... Um, you know, it was like two weeks of my heart just being ripped out of my chest thinking, I don't even know when I'm going to see him again. And you know, this is pre-cell phone, pre-Skype, pre-internet. There was really only one or two ways we were going to communicate, and it was either through letters or long-distance phone calls. Remember when it cost so much to call? Wow. We were too poor to do that. We knew that. So it was just going to be very, very minimal how we were going to be able to stay in touch. So um, here it is. The day finally came, and the goodbyes were so long, and I was sobbing and weeping, and I went into the house as they drove down the road in the Jeep, not knowing when I was going to see him again, and I finally got myself together and thought, okay, just had to prepare. It's like a mindset, you know, I'm not going to see him, and I don't even know for how long, and all of a sudden, I looked out the window, and they were back, <laughs> and I went... Oh, great. Now I'm going to have to go through this all over again. So literally, I just waited and said, see ya. <laughs> I had to save myself the pain. But I don't want to do that today. It's really hard for me to say um, that we're not going to be together over the summer. But it's time to say, see you later. And I just want to leave you with a few things. So I asked myself, what would I like to say to you? What can I leave with you? What is the desire of my heart for you? And I've just been praying over that. And I got my answer the other day when I happened into a parking lot where it was surrounded by um, apple trees, who are, which are now in full bloom. And these apple trees were so loaded with apple blossoms that the first thing that hit me was the smell. It was amazing. And then when I, I started looking at them, they were like big puffballs. You know, they were just loaded with blossoms. And it was so beautiful. And it was like I got the download. This is one of the things I want to share with you today. Because I began to marvel at this sight and the thought that, wow, these blossoms are going to turn into a crunchy apple that I can eat. Now think about that. What a process it takes for a flower to become a fruit. But it's it's a process, isn't it? There's a process um, that these plants go through. It's a cycle of pollination and fertilization and ripening and eventual fruit maturity. Cycle, process, time, affected by conditions, huh? So then I realized this is the final thing that I wanted to say. Stay fragrant. Keep blossoming. Things that have been planted in your heart this year may have started out as a teeny tiny seed, but there's a process happening in you. The word of God never returns void, never returns void, but there is a condition that can affect the fruitfulness of it. 
And that is the conditions of our heart, isn't it? And that we find in the parable of the sower sows the seed, the ground and the soil completely affected the effectiveness or the productivity of the harvest. And so, ladies, I would encourage you, just keep blossoming, stay fragrant by keeping your hearts plowed up. It means we walk out forgiveness We overlook offenses. We allow the Holy Spirit to heal our heart so we don't hurt people. You know, hurt people hurt people. Forgiven people forgive people. And free people free people. So helping other people to break out of maybe the same jail cells that we ourselves have been in, I want to encourage you, be a sweet smell everywhere you go. Stay in that place of fragrance that is just comes by being drenched with the Holy Spirit. Have you ever had anybody come to you and say, there's something different about you? What is it about you? I've had that. It was like, um, I don't know. I didn't say anything. I don't wear perfume, so it's not the way I smell. Um, you know, but you know what it is? It's the love of God in you. And it's such, there's such a vacuum out there in the world. You are fragrant everywhere you go because you are carriers of the presence of God. And that is a sweet smell to the world who really is looking for that. Number two, I would say, stay fragrant. Number two, keep blossoming. Trust the God of process. And this is a scripture that we've seen um, more than once this year is that God says first the blade, then the corn, and then the full ear in the corn. God designed it that way. And I believe it is true as in our spiritual world as well, that the seed of the word that goes down deep into your heart, there's a process. So if you feel like you're a little bit stuck and you feel like you might just be going over the same road over and over, kind of like the spiritual treadmill, you know, moving, 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 doing a lot of work, sweating a lot, and not getting anywhere. Trust the God of the process. If the blossom is all you've got right now, (laughs) just be a sweet-smelling fragrance wherever you go. But know that the blossom is going to produce a fruit, or it's going to turn into a fruit. So um, John 15, 16. We have a PowerPoint for that scripture. Let's read this one together. I like to put um, the amplified version up here and let you read it because there's always a lot of extra words, right? So let's read this together. It says, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and I have appointed you. I have planted you that you might go and bear fruit and keep on bearing and that your fruit may be lasting, that it may remain and abide. And oh, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name as presenting all that I am, he may give it to you. See, in John 15, Jesus is uh, in the very position that I just talked about. He's saying goodbye to his disciples because this was the last chance that he had to impart the most important things that were on his heart before he went to the cross. And after the cross, everything was different, even though he appeared to them and still was with them after the resurrection. But these were his parting thoughts, some of these things that he shared. And it's just, it's an amazing, amazing amount of truth that he shared with him. It's somewhere between John 14 and John 16. It's it's just a really 
powerful read. But um, I love some of these words that jump out to me. God has chosen you. He says, you didn't choose me. I chose you. And before the foundations of the world, the Bible says, he chose us. And what did he choose us for? It was an appointed place and purposely planted. Appointed and placed and purposely planted. I think maybe we didn't quite get the right version up there because the Amplified Classic says that I have appointed and placed and purposely planted you. I love to plant flowers, even though the deer always eat my impatience. Mm, makes me impatient. But anyway... I love to plant flowers, and I very purposefully plant them. You know, I know exactly how close together I want them. I know exactly um, the design that I want and the streaks of color, and I, I love doing it. But um, I see that in what God has done. He has purposefully planted you so that you would go and bear fruit. We're supposed to be bearing fruit. We are, we are fruit bearers, and you're a bunch of fruit trees. Maybe you didn't know it. But you have blossoms that are going to turn into fruit. And it says, so that you would go and bear fruit, and not just one time. This is not a one-time event. And keep on bearing. You know that um, healthy plants, healthy fruit trees produce fruit every season, every year. And that's what God wants for us. So it says, and that your fruit will remain and be lasting not fleeting. And that just means to me, there's been true transformation that takes place. And I like to say, Jesus did not die for your behavior modification. It is not about changing my behavior out here. It's allowing God to change and transform my heart. And I hope, I pray that during this year at Impact, that we probably gave you good information and that's good. And I hope it was inspiration for you, and that's good too. But my true desire, my true passion, my true hope is that you received heart transformation because that's what's lasting. That's what's real. And it's an inside change that produces fruit on the outside. The other words that jump out at me, that we are appointed and chosen and placed. And you know, when we talk about fruit, we can't help but think about the fruit of the Spirit, right? Yeah, so we've kind of culminating a lot of things that we've talked about this year, but you know, the fruit of the Spirit is not fruits of the Spirit, it's one big fat giant fruit that you get. And you get the download of the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control all in one great big giant fruit. And that is in you because you are carriers of the very presence of God. And that's who he is. And so we learn to tap into what God has already done on the inside so that it can begin to work its way out to the outside. So being fruitful, it's, oh, and it's not the fruit of me. It's not the fruit of me trying harder. It's the fruit of the Spirit. And in that sense, it is an effortless change if we simply surrender, if we live a surrendered life. God is the God of process. So even in our personal growth, we can see this happens. Mark 4.24 says, the seed sprouts and grows, and we don't even know how. 
So what I think is going to happen if you believe and trust the God of the process is that, yeah, we've got seeds planted in a good place, keeping our hearts, you know, soft and fertile, walking in love, walking in those things, making good choices. You know, you still have to choose to believe and to act, right? That's, we're not mindless, brainless, you know, robots. God created us with an ability to choose. Otherwise, what kind of love is there if it's forced? But when we choose to love God, because we understand that he chose us first, that's real love, isn't it? That's a response. That is a choice that we're making. And so as we make those choices and lean in and confidently learn to rely on him and we learn to trust him and listen to him and do things his way, the growth is natural. It is a work of the Holy Spirit. And that's where people will come up to you and say, wow, you used to be really stressed out. You know, you're different. What's going on? And you might not even notice that that fruit had begun to become manifest. So what kind of fruit are you bearing as a result of this year of impact? And I love that, Cheryl, you talked about Psalm 91, how we came under the shadow of the wings and it ministered to you and you began to bear the fruit of joy and peace in the midst of a very troublesome time. And then Carrie, you talked about how worship, you were connected to the healer of your broken heart. And that was a good fruit that's begun to be manifest. She walks in a lot of joy, even though she's walking through a lot of stuff. And that speaks, that's so powerful. So I pray that each of you will learn to embrace the process, the God of the process, and trust him to bring forth the fruit from the seeds that have already been planted. Then I already, I have one more thing to leave with you. I also pray that you have embraced how beautiful and precious you are to God that you can look in the mirror and say, wow, I am so loved. Not because I'm prettier than somebody or I'm more talented than somebody, not because of what I've done or maybe not even what I haven't done, but just because he looks at you. And I love Isaiah 45, four. He says, you are priceless to me. That's why we're calling our women's conference priceless. You are God's handiwork. And he says, I love you and I honor you. So what does priceless mean? You know what? It's a treasure beyond measure. There is no price high enough that could purchase you because you are beyond value that can be placed on you. It's unlimited, significant worth in God's eyes. And to embrace that empowers you to become all that God has called and created you to be. And it is good. He didn't make anyone bad, okay? And you've heard that God never makes any mistakes. Ephesians 2.10 says, for we are his workmanship, his handiwork. Workmanship is like a poem and poetry. And I love to say we are poetry in motion because God wrote that poem for you. You are his masterpiece, the work of his hands. And think of a, of a, of a master craftsman, um, a painter, a sculptor. If you will stay soft in the hands of the master sculptor who is, has the master design, he will complete that work in you if we'll allow him 
to do that. So as an artist that stands before a blank canvas, invite him to paint a beautiful picture on the canvas of your heart. And like a, just a shapeless lump of clay, let's invite the master sculptor to make something beautiful in your heart. See, he works and he reworks until it's just right according to his design, his plan for you. And then he declares, he stands back and he looks at his own work and he goes, it is good. And it's perfect. And then he does something so beautiful as a master designer. See, if you've ever watched Antique Roadshow, okay, raise your hand, come on. Have you ever watched it? Thank you, you're making me feel so old. <laughs> I love that show. <laughs> I watch it with my mom. But there are things that come along and say, you know, there's no value here. And then there are other things that people bring, and they'll, every once in a while, they say, it's priceless. You can't even auction this thing off because there's no value that you can place on it. Nobody can afford this because it's priceless. But here's the key that sometimes they have a, a piece of art could be a painting or a sculptor, and they look for the signature. Whoever signed that, if their name has value and fame, now this painting is worth something because it was signed. And let me just say, Jesus, the master designer, signed his name on your heart, and that makes you priceless. That gives you significant value because he signed his name on your heart. We're going to end here by simply listening to a song. And I just, if you want to just relax and close your eyes, it's a, it's a position of surrender and saying, master designer, here's my heart. I'm trusting you to paint your picture on the canvas of my heart, to take the clay of my life and shape it into something beautiful. And thank you for signing your name. Pick me up like a paintbrush, God, dip it in the colors of my life. Paint your picture. Father, fashion a heart that is holy yours, and take your fingers, God, Master Potter, come on the clay, tell your story as you. Fashion a heart that is holy yours And write your name, write your name in the clay And sign your name, sign your name on the picture 
of our heart on the sculpture that you call good and beautiful. Thank you for your perfect design in each one of us. Hallelujah. Father, I pray over these women as they leave. Lord, that you would bless them and keep them. Thank you that they stay under the shadow of your wings, that you hide them from every danger that your angels watch over them, that they are in a safe place, in this secret place you have hidden them. Thank you that this will be a summer of bearing good fruit as we trust you as the God of the process. First the bud, then the blossom, then the beautiful fruit. I thank you for fruitfulness here, that it abounds. It is the kind that remains, oh God. I'm going to speak a final blessing. May God grant you out of the rich treasury of his glory to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in your inner woman by the Holy Spirit. May Christ through your faith dwell, settle down, and abide. Make his permanent home in your hearts. May you be rooted deep in love and founded securely on love, that you may have the power and be strong to apprehend and grasp with all the saints God's love for you, what is the breadth and length and height and depth of it, that you may come to really know practically and experience for yourselves the love of Christ, which far surpasses just head knowledge but that you be filled through your whole being unto all the fullness of God, the richest measure of his divine presence, and become filled and flooded with God himself. Now to him, by the power that is at work within us, he is able to do superabundantly, far and above all that we dare ask or think. And we thank you, God, that you are the Lord of the harvest. We give you all the glory and all the praise and all God's girls said, amen and amen. Can we just thank him for a good word? Hallelujah. Wow. Well, ladies, we are going to be dismissed at this time. I'm hoping you're staying for the carnival. And it's more than that. It's actually been moved indoors because we thought it was going to be raining. But it's good. There's going to be uh, hot dogs and hamburgers and food. If you've got your kids here, there's going to be fun things for them to do. Farmer John is going to be located out these doors as well. So please stay. Um, we've been planning this uh, for our final celebration. So I love you. God bless you. And see you later. Ha, ha, ha.